Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Would you open up to the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 4. You're going to be blessed by today. I just know you are because it's the word of God, first of all, but uh, you're going to be blessed by this message today because it has something to do that's going to bring you life today. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, and I want us to read in verse 4. That's just one text today. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4, and it says this. It says, rejoice. In fact, would you look at the screens if you don't have that? Let's read this out loud and loudly, and let's fill this house with the voice of God's word today. Let's say it together. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I will say rejoice. In fact, let's say it again, could we? Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I will say rejoice. And then in the New Living Translation, it says this. Always be full of joy in the Lord. (laughs) Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Lord, I pray today that as we talk about rejoicing in you and the joy of the Lord, Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes, reveal this to us, illuminate your word to us so that we can be filled with one of the greatest gifts that I believe that you have for believers, and that's the joy of the Lord. And I thank you for it. And we all said amen. Hey, the title of today and next week, I'm just teaching a two-part quick Christmas series called Rejoy. R-E, joy. You say, what about joyous? Well, it's, it's, it, it, it's re- like refuel. It's rejoy. You may have joy, but are you rejoying? Are you full of joy? Because I don't know about you, it's easy to rejoice, but it's not easy to rejoice all the time. You know what I mean? It's easy to rejoice when things are going well. It's easy to rejoice when you just got the answer you were praying for, like, yeah, God came through. Woo, Grizzlies are fourth. Yeah, they're, they're damn. Things are going well, right? It's easy to rejoice when things are going well, but what about when they suck? What about when, 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 the, when the thing didn't seem to come to pass? What about when the answer didn't happen? The Bible says rejoice in the Lord, what? Always, and again, just in case you miss it, I say rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Always, and again, I say rejoice. You know, sometimes when I'm driving out of town, there's a place that I will drive to before I drive out of town, and it's a, it's a place called Take Five. Take five is like where you go get your oil changed. Do you know what I mean? Now, now I was raised with a dad who was old school where you didn't pay for anything. Like you went and changed your own oil, boy, you know? And so he taught me how to change the oil, get under the car and, and do that whole thing. And I think I did it once or twice. And then I said, dad, that's for you. That's not for me. They have people who change the oil now because I, I just want my car to keep running. And so finally, praise the Lord, they came out with these places that are like 10 minute oil changes places. I don't know how they do it. But you pull up and underneath, they get underneath your car and they're checking things and, and, and doing that. And they, they come around and they say, hey, Mr. Dearman, here's the, here's the filter. Do you want us to change the filter today? No, I'm good. Just the oil. They change the oil. And then they say, we checked all your fluids. We did this. But every time, the cool thing about going to Take 5 or Valvoline or one of these other quick places is that up to the 3,000 miles or whatever afterwards, you can always pull in there and they'll top off your fluids. And they'll check your oil pressure. And they're right around the street from my house. That's even better. And so before, if I'm ever going to take a trip, you know, uh, out of town or just, you know, drive for two or three hours or something, I'll I'll usually pull in there and I'll just say, hey, I just, they say, do you want an oil change? No, I just had one last month or something, but would you just check? Oh, sure. 
So they check in, they, they scan whatever they scan, and then they say, okay, um, and they call me by my name. I always thought because they knew me. No, it's because I was in the computer, okay? I was in the computer. They say, okay, Mr. Dimmer, we're going to check your oil. They check the oil. They check the, the transmission. They check the wiper fluids. They check the pressure. And then they always say this. We top, they always say this to me. We topped off your wiper fluid today. Everything else looked good. And they say, we checked the pressure on your tires. You should be good to go. And you know what? I feel better. Because I'm about to take a trip, and I look at the gas tank, and the gas tank, that's about all I know how to check, right, is the gas tank. And I look, and I say, the gas tank's full. All the, the levels are checked. I'm ready to go out of town. I feel good, and I'm not going to break down some more. At least I feel that way. It makes me feel better. Let me ask you, though. If I check the levels on my car, do you think it's important to check the levels on some things spiritually, too? The Bible says in uh, Galatians chapter 5, it says, Now the fruit of the Spirit, these are the, these are the gauges that we should be checking spiritually. Because when we're born again, our spirit was reborn. And we have the DNA of God. Right? You have the D, your physical body has the DNA of your mom and dad. But your spiritual rebirth, you were born again of Christ Jesus. You were born into Christ. And so the fruit of his spirit is the same as the fruit of our spirit. We should have these checks and make sure that how's your, before you wake up and get out and, 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 and spend time with other people, how's your love today? Are you full of love today? <laughs> Some of you say, if, if I had to check that, I may not leave the house. Well, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should just get it full of love. Why? Because the, you already have love, but is your love full? Is your love full? Are you full of love, right? Because how many of you know you're all full of something? You're full of something, right? We're all full of something, right? But how's your love? How's your joy? Are you full of joy today? See, I don't think we should jump into life. I don't think, we, I, don't think I should ever come to church without being full of joy. Why? Because I'm going to spill over on somebody. And if I don't have joy, I'm going to spill something else on somebody, right? How's your peace level doing today? Are you full of peace? Did you get out into life without some peace today, right? How's your long suffering today? Because you don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know who you're going to come across and you say, my long suffering's running a little bit low. Check your fluids. And just like the guy said, hey, I went ahead and topped off your fluids. Top off your fluids before you get out of the house. Why? Because you'll feel better about your journey. You'll do better during the day, right? There's, 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 there's these nine, we have, in the Bible, there's nine gifts of the Spirit, which is what the Lord does when he comes upon you on the outside. But when you're reborn, you have nine gifts of, nine uh, fruit of the Spirit on the inside. Check those nine gauges and make sure that they're full. But I want to talk about joy. How is your joy level doing? We talk about joy because joy is one of the, one of the main uh, things in our church that we would call part of the the values or the core values or the culture of our church. We pursue the culture of the spirit. And so we talk about joy pretty often, but joy is an important culture of the spirit. Top off your joy levels. This week, I want to talk about checking your joy levels. And next week, I'm going to talk about four joy refills, how to refill your joy, four joy refills. You know, Christmas is associated with joy so much. There are songs of Christmas, like, God rest ye merry gentlemen, right? And then he goes on and says, and tidings of comfort, come on, sing with me. Tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, and joy to the world, the Lord is. God. It's Christmas, right? And, um, 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 the, the uh, uh, oh, come all ye faithful 
joyful and try. And you hear joy in all of the Christmas. Why? Because Christmas and joy go together. Now, I, I know you've heard said, you've probably heard me say that joy, though in our world, is associated with a lot of people, you know, in suicide and a lot of people depression. You know, that's statistically, I looked that up this week, that statistically that's not true. That's not true. Um, through the months of uh, uh, November, mid-November to the end of the year, it's not statistically higher during that. But I can tell you that the, there is a contrast when you start singing about joy, people start thinking about joy versus despair. When you sing about light, people start thinking about light versus the void that I have on the inside. When you sing about hope, people start thinking about hope, but then they look inside their heart and they see hopelessness. And I do think that a lot of people will reflect during the holidays, and it's a great time for not only us to, but for us to preach and talk about the importance of the joy being filled with the fresh oil of joy, with the joy of the Lord. The Bible says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I believe that joy, the oil of joy, the Bible says, for gladness. I believe the joy is the best essential oil you could ever have. We talk about essential oils, right? But do you have the oil of joy flowing through you? Are you full of the oil of joy? Christmas is associated with, uh, with joy. But in the Bible, every time you see that Jesus is introduced, the, word, the name Jesus means Savior, and the word Christ, uh, it's, Christ isn't Jesus' last name. I know some people say, Mr. Christ. No, Christ, Christ really means the anointed, it's the anointed Messiah. It's the anointing on the Messiah and the anointing that's, uh, he, was, he, he is the Messiah, He's the anointed Messiah, but word Jesus is he's our savior. So when you hear the word Jesus, it should be associated with joy. And I want to show you a few places that it's associated with joy. When an angel first showed up in the book of Luke, we read about it, chapter one, he shows up to Mary, who we know Mother Mary, the Mother Mary had a virgin, you know, virgin boy, had a virgin boy, had a, the Virgin Mary had a baby boy. Well, I better get that all. Someone's going to quote me on that. <laughs> well, I guess Jesus was a virgin boy. <laughs> I'm not saying something else, but let's just move along. Chapter Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Gabriel came to Mary and said this. Now, on the sixth month, angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. It goes down to verse 28 and says, Having come in, the angel said to Mary, Rejoice. Can you say the word Rejoice. What's the very first thing that he said to Mary? Rejoice. Why? Because Jesus was about to come on the scene. Jesus doesn't come on, on the scene and joy not come on the scene. Jesus and joy are related. He said, rejoice, O favored one of the Lord. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And consider what man of matter of greeting this was. Like saying, why did you show up and say rejoice? Uh, you ever had someone walk up and today say, today's your day. And you're like, what are you going to sell me? What are you about to put on me? What are you about to make me do? Like, I don't really need your rejoicing today. And, and the Bible says that, that she, he showed up and said, rejoice. And she's like, I'm not sure what you're, I'm supposed to rejoice about in this. And he went on to say, you're about to have a, a son and his name's going to be Jesus. And he's going to save the people from their sins. Okay. I want you to look uh, at uh, Matthew chapter two, Matthew chapter two. When the wise men heard about Jesus, the wise men 
Remember the wise men were the people who, from the east who traveled from afar. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. You see it in Matthew chapter 2. It says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod. It goes down to verse 10 and it says, when they saw the star, the wise men, they rejoiced. Can you say rejoiced? With exceeding great joy. It wasn't they were happy about the stars. They were like, yeah, I study stars. Those are some awesome stars. By the way, this last week, the moon and the star over the top. What, what, what star was that? Venus over the top. And that was pretty. I don't know if you saw it. But they didn't rejoice just because it was a pretty star. They rejoiced because they knew that the Savior of the world. See, Jesus, when Jesus comes to your life, joy comes to your life. There's something about Jesus. So they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. The shepherds. The shepherds, remember the angel that brought great joy to the people in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. It says, now when they were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood by them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, don't freak out. Don't be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of, what is it? Say it with me, of great joy. And notice what it says. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. He didn't say, I bring great joy to you. He said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which is going to be to us today. I'm going to bring you some good news that's going to affect your joy levels today. Boy, because when Jesus is in our lives, we should be full of joy. If we're full of Jesus, we're full of joy. He says, what great joy which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The followers of Jesus. If we look over in Luke chapter 10, the followers of Jesus. Remember where Jesus uh, had his disciples and he sent out the 70 and he said, I want you to go heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils and do all that. And the 70 returned and the Bible says that they were like pumped up, like even the demons are subject to us in your name. And it looks, look in Luke chapter 10. It says, then the 70 returned with joy and they said, Lord, I have joy because the demons left and I told them to leave. Jesus goes down and he says, uh, in, in verse 18, it says, and he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning, you jokers. Of course he's going to leave. I told you to go tell him to leave. He's going to leave. What do you think? The demons are going to stand up? It says, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Somebody can, we can rejoice because of that today, right? But let me tell you what Jesus said, but don't rejoice in this. Don't get happy because the demons are subject. It's almost like that's a given. Of course they are. But he says, don't rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. <laughs> Do you know that the reason we're supposed to rejoice is not just because demons are leaving, but because, because we're going to heaven and we're going to spend eternity with the Lord, right? We should rejoice. In fact, the Bible says that even when one sinner returns back to the Lord, Right? All of heaven rejoices. Why? Because us, we people with a Savior, Jesus, it, there's a reason to rejoice. If you're not full of joy today, it's your fault. I'm going to show you that, okay? He says rejoice because your names are written in, in, in life. There's something about our names written in heaven and rejoicing that should go together. In fact, look at Philippians. Philippians chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. It says, and I urge you, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel 
with Clement also and the rest of my fellow workers. He says, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are written in the book of life, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Notice whose names are written in the book of life, rejoice. It's like immediately you start talking about your names written in life. You say rejoice. Why? Because we're not going to hell. We're going to heaven. Why? Because we're going to spend eternity with the Lord. And you don't know how awesome that is. You don't know how amazing that is. You don't know what a great thing. If you could just think about, if I told some kids tomorrow, we're all going to Disneyland and you're like, yeah, you know, like elf you see on that Christmas. He's like, so if I were to tell you, you're going to heaven and you could really catch that, you could really catch that. You would be like, yes, right here. You'd get outside of your comfort zone and rejoice. Why? Because it's going to, I don't care how bad life is today. Today is almost over, right? Weeping may endure for a, for a night, but what happens in the morning? Joy, right? And then this life is almost over, but what's going to happen after this life? The joy of the Lord. We're saved. We have a reason to rejoice. We should be a people that are marked by joy. That when they look at us, they go, man, those guys are just... Either they're crazy or they're Christians or something. They're just full of joy. They're full of joy. Jesus said rejoice because your names are written in heaven. I'm going to give you, uh, to check your joy level, there's three things that I'm going to give you to check your joy level. Number one is this. Do you enjoy life? I mean, do you enjoy life? Are you enjoying life? Joy defined is just this, is to take delight or pleasure in. We use the word enjoy all the time, right? You, uh, you go into a restaurant and they sit down and they go, oh, the meal is here. And you sit down and they say, enjoy, right? Come on, say it, enjoy, right? What they want you to enjoy, right? Or some people say, I enjoy um, uh, watching movies. I enjoy sports, I enjoy cooking, or I don't enjoy this. I don't. We use the word enjoy all the time. But let me ask you the question Do you enjoy life? Do you enjoy life? It's part of the life of God. It's part of the level. If you're not enjoying life, your levels may be low. If you're not enjoying life, um, do you enjoy morning time? How many are morning people in here? How many are evening people in here? How many are not sure? <laughs> you just know you're not right. Yeah, but sometimes people enjoy different things. You enjoy sports, you enjoy music, you enjoy family. But do you enjoy your personal life? Do you enjoy spending time with you? Sometimes people don't want to be around them because they're not enjoyable. I'm not sure I'd want to be around you either. Ha <laughs> ha just kidding. But you know what I mean? Do you enjoy yourself? Do you enjoy your friends? Do you enjoy your church? Do you enjoy your job? If you don't enjoy your school, if you don't enjoy things in life, can I suggest to you, it's probably not the things, it's you. Because you bring your joy level to whatever it is you do. If you're full of joy, anything you do, you're gonna bring joy over it and joy's gonna spill over it. Yeah, do you enjoy life? Notice, um, enjoyment comes from you. It's your choice. It's not your circumstances that brings joy. It's your response to your circumstances that brings joy. Because life, you're going to have sucky days, and you're going to have great days. You're going to have up days. You're going to have all days. And the Bible didn't say, rejoice in the Lord on the good days. 
Rejoice in the Lord when the job all works out. Rejoice in the Lord on the great days when, you're, when you have the best teacher and you have the best uh, uh, event and you have the, the best circumstance. No, it says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord in all circumstances, under all conditions. So if you're not enjoying life, then you probably need to get your joy capped off. You probably need to get your joy levels. Joy is a choice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Number two, here's the big question. Do others enjoy being around you? Nobody, nobody do this, okay? Do other, no, I mean, seriously, do others enjoy being around you? Because if you're full of joy, they probably enjoy you. Yeah. Do you bring joy to a place or do you suck joy from a place? I said, do you bring joy or do you suck joy? Because the, the reality is you, you, you either bring joy or you suck joy. You've heard the term a buzz feed or buzz kill. Man, that person's a BuzzFeed, right? They're just like, man, I love them around. Why? Because they're like going to bring energy. They're going to bring something. I'm not talking about, by, by the way, A-type personality and being hyper. I'm talking about something that comes from the spirit. It can spill over on your personality, but I don't care if you're a boring, humdrum personality person. If you're full of joy, you ever see the people who are boring, who are full of the spirit, and they're just like, <laughs> and you go, what's wrong? You're like, nothing. And I go, what's going on? I just had like a bubble of joy on the inside. It's almost weird. It's like they don't know how to respond, you know. <laughs> You're like, man, I like them. Yeah, they're just full of joy. They're, <laughs> they start, what, what is it? Well, it's because joy's bubbling out. It doesn't matter. It'll leak through that dry personality. It'll leak through your, your, your brainiac, you know, linear type thinking. It'll leak through it. Because God, we need those kind of people. We need linear and we need, you know, we need right brains and we need left brains. Somebody say amen. You may not know you need them, but you both, you need them, right? We need one another. But both of them should be full of joy. Full of joy. Are you a buzzfeed or buzzkill? The term, you've heard the term, uh, he just sucks the joy out of life. You ever heard that term? You know anybody like that? Again, no, nobody. You know anybody like, every time you walk in, he just sucks the joy out. Like, I'm all excited about it, and I go to share it with them, and they're just like, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And you're like, shut up. I'm not going to share my ideas with you. <laughs> Come on. It just sucks the oxygen out of the room. Anybody know, you know, you walk up and you're like excited about something. It's like the first thing you're excited about all month. Someone walks up and it's like they suck the oxygen out of the room. Don't be that person. Be a person that's, that's joyful. Amen. That's not walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit is walking in the joy of the Lord. Amen. So do others enjoy being around you? And number three, how much strength do you have? How much strength do you have? Number one is, do you enjoy life? Number two, do others enjoy being around you? Because they'll, 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 they'll feel your vibe. They'll catch your flow. And if you don't have joy pouring out of you, they'll catch it, right? The Bible says a man shall have joy by the fruit of his mouth. In other words, joy comes from your lips, not someone else's. Right? And number three is, how much strength do you have? Nehemiah 8.10 says, don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, your joy affects your strength. 
it'll zap your strength or it'll give you energy to what you're doing. Sometimes you're like, I just don't know how I can move on. Well, I know how. You need to stop what you're doing and fill up with joy. Fill up with the spirit. Get yourself energized about it again. I'm not talking physically energized. You may need to go work out and get on the treadmill and lift some weights. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that physically, but you can't replace spiritual things with physical things. Joy is birthed from the heart. You have to get your your heart full of joy. Don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Somebody just say that over your own life today. Come on, say, don't be dejected and sad. Even that word dejected is a sad word. Isn't that a sad word? Man, you are dejected. That sounds like a, doesn't even sound like a right word, does it? Doesn't even sound like an English word. Did He is dejected. It's like a reject that's worse than a reject. It's a deject. He's saying don't be dejected and don't be sad. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Come on, somebody say it over your own life. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm telling you, somebody needs it today. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You don't know what you're facing. You may say, well, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, but you don't know what tomorrow holds. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Get full of joy. Don't go out of the house without joy. Don't go to sleep without joy. Don't wake up without joy. You lose your joy, you lose your strength. You lose your joy, you lose your purpose. You lose your joy, you lose your healing. I'm telling you, I've seen people that the Lord has healed and they've done good and they're going great and things are moving along and then something happens and they've lost their joy and all of a sudden they've lost their, they've let go of the word and they've let go of the promise of God and they've let go of something that's keeping life flowing on the inside and all of a sudden they start getting sick again, going downhill again. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Losing your joy is like putting holes in the bottom of your boat. You may be floating right now, but eventually you're going to sink. Plug up those holes. The joy of the Lord is your strength. If your levels are low. So I said, are you enjoying life? Do others enjoy being around you? And how's your strength? Check just those three levels. If your levels are low, you need to get a joy refill. Again, we're going to talk about that next week. But I want to read this to you. Our joy is our choice. Remember Galatians 5.16, it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit. Can you say walk in the Spirit? That comes right before the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Notice he tells you to walk in the Spirit. He didn't say the Lord would, would cause you to walk in the Spirit. No, the Lord gives you things. He gives us things we need, but then we have to exercise them. Right? He gives us a body, but we have to exercise our body. He gives us our minds, but we have to exercise our mind. He gives us a spirit, but we have to exercise spiritual things. So what does he say to do? Walk in the spirit. What does he mean? Walk in joy. Do you know he commands us to walk in love? Walk in joy. Walk in peace. Walk in long-suffering. If you don't have joy on the inside, let me just tell you, first of all, just say, Lord, it's, it's my choice. I, I choose to walk in joy from this point on. Come on, somebody just say it. I choose to walk in joy. I don't care if the rest of this week is horrible. Your response to it is joy. In fact, the book of James, there's a there's verse, verse one, verse two, says, count it all joy, my brethren, when you fall into various trials. What is he saying? When you fall down, when you lose the match, when you lose the game, he goes, count it all joy. Why? Because it's testing your endurance. 
It's testing your capability. And what happens is when you, when, it's like when you get on a scale and you see that you're overweight or you, or you go into the doctor and they do high blood pressure or something, the test helps you to focus on the areas that you need to take care of. And so he says the test is causing you to create endurance in the weak areas of your life. So count it all joy when you don't pass the test. It's not like, yes, I have trials. No, it's yes, I found out that I'm weak in this area. I found out that I I can't endure this area, so I need to focus in on this area. And I'm so glad I paid attention to it before something else happened. Count it all joy. Our joy is our choice. So he says, walk in the spirit, walk in joy. Just because you have the spirit doesn't mean you walk in the spirit. Just because you have muscles, just because you have biceps doesn't mean that you use those biceps. Just because you have uh, uh, certain uh, capabilities, just because you have a brain. Have you ever told your kids that? Just because you have a brain doesn't mean you're using it today. Use your brain, right? What is he saying? Use your spirit. Use your spirit. Walk in the spirit. Just because you have joy doesn't mean you're putting joy to use. And whatever you use, what happens with muscles? It breaks down and it builds back up, right? And the breakdown and the build back up process is what grows the muscle. Do you know the fruit, the more you use joy, you go, boy, I put joy to, the, I put joy to use this week. Well, then what's happening is your joy muscle, so to speak, is growing, and you grow in joy. I have seen some of the people with the hardest circumstances. Not much money in their bank account. Underneath, don't have, don't, their car's breaking down. Their house rent's due. They're going through dire circumstance and there's something about their joy level that's just persevere. You think that they were on top and I've seen just the opposite. Someone who you think they should be full of life and full of joy. And they're just discouraged and down. Why? Because joy is not your circumstances. It's your response to them. Joy comes from having Jesus in our lives. Rejoice always, 1 Thessalonians says. Rejoice always. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, Just because you have the Spirit doesn't mean you're walking in the Spirit. And the example is, just because you put fuel in your car doesn't mean that you're not going to run out of gas. Just because you went to the, 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 the fast food joint and you, put, you, you filled up with a Coke or you filled up with water and then you run out of water doesn't mean you're going to stay full. You have to refill. You have to refuel. You have to rejoice. Rejoice doesn't come from Jesus making you be full. It comes from the choice of rejoice. Right? You have to refill your tank when it comes out. You have to put oil in. You have to refill your drink. You have to refill your spirit. If you don't have joy, it's not your husband. It's not your wife. It's not your kids. Come on, tell me who it is. It's you. It's you. If all the circumstances in life went bad, if, if a thousand things went, happened and all thousand of them went bad and you're not rejoicing, it's you. Because the Bible says rejoice always. Look, at, in fact, here, it says uh, rejoice always, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, different place. Pray without ceasing, in everything, give thanks. Somebody say in everything, not for everything. 
all kind of things I'm not going to be thankful for. I'm not going to thank it for, but I'm going to thank it in the midst of. Mike, in other words, the th- I'm not thanking him for this that's out here. I'm thanking him from a place of in here. He's not saying be thankful for, he's saying be thankful from. Be thankful from your spirit. Right? And if you're going through various trials, count it all joy. We should be full of joy. Remember in, in uh, after the great faith chapter in Hebrews chapter 11, and it said about all these people in faith, it starts on uh, Hebrews chapter 12, and it says, looking unto Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Jesus endured the cross, but he had joy. How did he go through it? Joy that was set before him. Who set it before him? He set it before himself. Who's setting joy before you? You have to set it before yourself. Why are you going through all the crud and the stuff and you keep enduring and you keep a smile on your face and you keep a smile in your heart? Why? Because you set joy before you. Because you know, I'm not staying here. This is just a thing. This ain't nothing but a thing, right? I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get through this. Rejoice in the Lord always. Pray without ceasing in everything. Somebody say, in everything. Give thanks. For this is the will of God. You want to be in the will of God? I want to be in the will of God. Give thanks. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God. In what? It's the will of God to give thanks in everything. But you don't know what I'm going through. Well, I guess the Holy Spirit made a mistake by putting this in the Bible then. No, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. Second Corinthians chapter 6, I'm going to show you one more. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10, Paul's saying, man, I've, I've gone through a lot. Guys, you think you've gone through stuff? I've gone through a lot of stuff. And he goes through this list of like shipwreck, stone, he, all these kinds of things. And he goes and says in verse, uh, chapter 6, verse 10, he says, sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. <laughs> what does he say? He said, in the midst, they're stoning me, man. I'm getting shipwrecked. I'm about, to, I'm about to die. And guess what's on the inside? Joy. Why? Joy got me through. He says, sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Poor, yet making many rich. Having nothing, yet possessing everything. <laughs> it's not your external condition. It's your response to it. Philippians 4, verse 8, we just read it. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known to all men for the Lord is a hand. I don't know about you, but when my joy gets depleted, the very first thing that gets depleted from my life is gentleness. I start getting rude. I start getting rude. I, I, I get, I, I, don't nod your head, okay? <laughs> but, but, you know, you start getting short with people. They're, they're saying something, you cut them off, and you just say, let's just get to the bottom of it. Why? Because you're not full of joy. He says, rejoice in the Lord always, and, and again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be toward all people. What is he saying? When you're full of joy, you'll be gentle. You'll be gentle. Sometimes that harshness doesn't come because you're a jerk. It comes because you're not full. That harshness, that harsh tongue doesn't come because you did, you're, you're a mean person. Sometimes it just comes because you're a dry person. 
Let your gentleness be made known to all men. And then what does he say? Be anxious for nothing. Why? It all goes together. Be anxious for nothing. Don't, in Amplified, it says, don't fret or have anxiety about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. In other words, you're stressed out. You're anxious about it. So you're taking it out on other people. You don't have any joy in your life. He's saying, don't do that. Be anxious for nothing, but pray about everything. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Right? And what will happen? The peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I'm telling you, if we can walk in peace, if we can walk in joy, if we can walk in the fruit of the Spirit, if we can just depend upon Jesus, if we can just know that everything's going to be okay in life, I don't know what it is that you're facing. You're going to get through it. Because you have all the answers you need in Jesus and in the book. You have everything you need, but we need to walk in the joy of the Lord. I'm telling you, this Christmas season, let's walk, Nate, come up here. Let's walk in the joy of the Lord. In fact, do you know that even in all eternity, I'm going to read this verse to you in the book of Revelation. Listen, in all eternity, even when you get to heaven, you're going to have to have joy. It says, it says, it says in Revelation 19:7, let us be glad. It's the same word as rejoice. Let us be glad and rejoice. Be glad means have joy, and rejoice means have exceeding joy, like jump up and down and scream. He's saying, let us be glad and let us rejoice and give him glory for the marriage supper of the Lamb has come. You're like, whoa, I'm going to heaven, <laughs> and I'm invited to the table, and my name's on one of those mats, and I'm happy, I'm, gonna, I'm rejoicing, I'm excited. You're pumped about it. And then it says in the Amplified, let us rejoice and shout for joy, exulting and triumph. Let us celebrate and ascribe to him glory and honor for the marriage of the lamb at the last has come and his bride has prepared herself. Listen, if you have Jesus, you have joy. If you have Jesus, you have joy. Let me tell you, I believe with all of my heart, Jesus is the greatest gift we could ever have, but joy is. He lists it second from love. God is love. So I don't think he can list it above God. But he says, but God is love. But listen, joy, love, joy. Church, I don't know. I believe if Jesus Christ were standing here right now, he would stand up and tell you, church, be full of joy. Keep your joy. Keep your joy. This Christmas season, stay full of joy. Don't worry about your bank accounts. Don't worry about the opportunities. Don't worry about the, the, the pressure that you feel. Stay full of joy. Stay full of the life of God on the inside of you. Amen? Come on, somebody been ministered to by these scriptures today? Stay full. Of, how many would just say today? Listen, listen. How many would just say today, I need to be full of the joy of the Lord? Come on, raise your hand, would you? Raise your other hand right now and just say, Lord, would you fill me up with your joy today? Lord, fill me up with your joy today. I pray over every person in here right now. I pray for the joy of the Lord. Nothing fake. Nothing. I'm not talking about just hype. I'm talking about spirit. That the spirit of the Lord would fill every person with the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. And God, those who are weary, those who are stressed out, those who have anxiety, those who have pressure, maybe there's been a medical report or maybe there's a diagnosis that's come or maybe you've looked at something and you realize oh my goodness I didn't realize how bad the circumstances were but God this morning we come and say I say fill your people with joy not because of the current circumstances 
but God, because of our eternal purpose and our eternal circumstances with you in Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that you've come that we may have life and have it to the full. Would you say this with me today? Say, Jesus, I open my heart to you. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, come into my life. Fill me with your joy. Fill me with your life. Fill me with your goodness today, I pray. From this day forward, I call myself a believer. And I thank you for the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. And Father, I pray healing over every person in here. Sickness and disease leave their bodies in Jesus' name. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.